0: Greetings, poddies, and welcome to my very new podcast, My Life Not Yours. I'm Tina, and hope you'll enjoy listening to a bit of banter about life and the lessons I've learned along the way. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, Elephant in the Room. I guess I just want to address what we're all going through, which is this bloody lockdown. And I don't want to ever talk about it again because we are so over it. To be honest, I think I'm institutionalised in my own home. But seriously, how are we all really feeling? I've been speaking to quite a few people about it over the last few weeks and I cannot believe in March 2020, guess what, within two weeks of starting the work with both of them, they had to say, sorry, Tina, but we can't go on anymore. That was the beginning of my journey. Here we are one year on. How am I feeling? I think I'm almost resigned to this life where do I get the jab? Is it going to help me? I actually went and got one of my travel documents out the other day so that I could see how many jabs and vaccines, as they're commonly known, I've had quite a few. So why am I worrying about this one? Not that I've been offered it yet, but the fact of the matter is I've had a lot of jabs. How am I really, really feeling? I am sick to the teeth of staying in, not really seeing people. And the only thing we can either say is, do you want to Zoom call? Do you want to go for a walk? It is really quite tedious now. Am I excited about probably is there an end in sight? Yes I am. What does that look like? I don't know. I mean the year has gone so fast that I can barely remember being allowed outside. One year on, single black female, own business. What are my coping techniques? I have learned some coping techniques that have been all based around rituals and getting up and putting some kind of consistency which is a routine and so that has been one of my coping mechanisms to get through lockdown so I still get up really early but I now have this ritual that I go through in the morning which revolves around meditation or having quiet time because not everybody can meditate or even wants to bloody meditate but I quite like it I can't do it for long. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to prophesy and say, oh, my God, I am the grandma of meditation because I'm not. However, what I do like to do is just close my mind, have some lovely music. I do like the piano playing in the background or raindrops or something like that. And then I go through that and then I set some kind of real good vibe thoughts or I don't want to use the word goals because everybody uses goals and it's so fucking boring, but an affirmation. So one of my big things at the moment is to get some more clients or projects by a certain time. So I really, really focus on that. So when I close my eyes, I try to clear my mind. Now you're going to ask, how the hell do you clear your mind? One of the things I love is the sea, the waves crashing in and out. And that's what I do. I count to 10 really slowly and I just focus on the numbers. I know this sounds really out there, but people have different things they do. So that's my thing. And then I think about wanting to get these clients and then I visualize what that really looks like. I visualize getting a phone call or an email or someone saying, do you do this? Can you help me? And that is what I've been focusing on. After that, I think about how am I going to get my blood pumping so get the heart woken up so I do some kind of exercise now because I'm a bit of a stiff old bird I have really been enjoying doing my yoga in the mornings and it could be 20 minutes 30 minutes because it just gets me a little bit looser although I am going to say I now know why people do hot yoga, but I'm a black woman and I can't be getting my hair all sweaty, sweaty, sweaty in a hot yoga place. And plus they're all closed because what I have found when I'm doing the yoga in the morning early, even some of the most basic of positions, not downward dog, I can just about get myself into that. Although my uh, shoulders need easing out, I think and I've got wrist problems. Everything's going wrong. It's all going south. But if I'm warm, then I find the yoga really good. Anyway, so I do a bit of yoga or I may do something else. It really depends. Doing that bit in the morning, I'll always follow it with some more exercise after eight o'clock. After the exercise is the nice part. This has been a game changer for me. For years, I've actually loved reading books. I've got or had thousands of books due to a recent house renovation. I just got rid of so many shitty books, but they went to a good home. They went to some young people who I do a lot of work with and love a lot. And they went to a hospice, a cancer hospice. And I've just kept the ones that are really now nonfiction and around personal development. And I think that's really important for me. Since I started this, which I would say, I call it my little miracle morning. So if anybody's heard of Miracle Morning by El Howrod, I'll put it in the show notes. I absolutely prophesize about what this guy has done. And this book absolutely got me excited. I started reading quite a few books in the space of seven months. And they are really piling up because what I was finding was the onset of social media and our digital gadgets I wasn't really reading anymore even when I was going to see clients or going to work or whatever I was doing I'd be listening to music or whatever I'd never take a book on the train my train journey was 19 minutes to get to where I had to get to so this has been a game changer where I actually pick up the book in the morning after I've done the exercise I turn 10 pages I start, sorry I bookmark 10 pages and I think Tina You are going to read all of those pages and it's just nice. No music, no nothing. I just sit and read 10 pages and then the next part is journaling or scribing or writing. So the exciting part for me was it's not a diary. You write down probably what you're grateful for. And sometimes I couldn't actually remember what I was grateful for during COVID, which is what this is all about elephant in the room. Grateful that I haven't got it. Grateful that I'm not in a hospital bed and I'm giving thanks. I'm still here talking shit and breathing. There you go. Being grateful started to run out of steam. So what I decided then to do is start from the alphabet and do the alphabet gratitude piece has really helped me. So I start from A. What am I grateful for that begins with A? And so on. You get the picture. So, you know, I need things in little bite size and Easy ways to remember how to get to something that I need to do. I would write down what I was grateful for and then what would be my priorities for the day. And I'm telling you that, you know, some people have these really academic lists of this, that, and the other. Mine could be I'm going to go for a walk. Remember, we're in COVID, okay? And I am doing a little bit of work for other people, but not loads. So mine could be, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do some more exercise, and then I'm going to go online for maybe a couple of hours, and then I might meet somebody for a coffee or a walk when we could, or when we can, or whatever. And I set my intentions out for the day, and sometimes this would be done the night before. Do you know how good that feeling is to wake up and know what you're going to do tomorrow? Now, I'm on my own, single black female, S-B-F. OK, a little bit easier for me. But even if I had a family, I think carving out that time for you, and that's why it's good before a certain time in the morning, it makes all the difference. I tend to be prophesizing about this ritual that I do in the morning because I'll be honest with you, that has been my coping mechanism. Different strokes, different folks, different experiences. And I found it really sad in the past month when I've heard Somebody say, I just wanted to lie down and rest, which to me translated as they'd almost given up. They're, they've got a career which is not too far removed from hospitality and they haven't really worked since last year. I don't know why they haven't been able to pull themselves out of it. They're a bit of a creative, but for whatever reasons, they haven't. I've had other people where they've lost parents and not been able to give them a good send off. I've had two people that I know that have died of it. You know, as soon as they go into ICU, it's all over. And so I am really thankful. And But we always need to take care of our mental health. It's different for everybody. And I think that's what has been the most scary for me during the COVID era. Which I have to say in London, oh my God, we have the equivalent of Ken Dodd in the UK as our Prime Minister, is saying that we're moving now towards coming out of lockdown what that looks like i really don't know and we have to take it day by day because we have this government body that seems to tell us one thing one week and then it all changes but i do know one thing that when they say people can meet inside and outside again even if the government wanted to pull it back into lockdown they're going to be hard to get people back now i think one of the other things that have really surprised me about the time and era that the globe is going through is how apocalyptic it sometimes can feel in the UK, London. We have got nicer weather coming, you know, you're waking up, it's light at 6.30, it's not getting darker till about 6 now, which is so much better. And it's what we all remember when we started this, God forbidden restriction last March. 2020, because it's been really, really tough to get through the days. Nothing's open apart from the supermarket. I've never bought so much fucking food. I mean, I'm always buying food, and it's because there's nothing else to buy. I mean, I love cooking, thank God for that. So, anybody wants some uh, interesting plant based recipes, I'm happy to pass it on, although I have veered off that sometimes. But yeah, so I buy food, but on a serious note, deeper issues. Mental health, financial ruin, isolation, fractured relationships and generally coping. I feel that my resilience has been my go to. I think I've always had this strength inside of me to be resilient. If I look back to when I was younger, I encountered what I call, which is a fab phrase, parental dislocation. One of the things that I feel that I have is resilience and I have learnt this coping mechanism and this strength from within to battle through anything. Yes, it's hard and it comes with emotional crap and all the other bits and pieces. But when I was very young, unfortunately, there was a bit of parental dislocation. Not a bit, quite a lot. I was dislocated from my mother and I was brought up in the countryside. That was really Hard. I was the lone black child living in this white world and trying to find who I was. Again, I had to learn coping mechanisms from very young and I always pulled through. I was isolated, dislocated, black, and the only black for bloody miles on end. So sometimes I had to take time out at an early age just to be in my own head. Some people are in their own heads and it's not a good thing. I like to talk to myself, but I also am a very, very social person. The key thing was resilience. And one of the quotes I have that I've liked, I found this the other day, by the way, I haven't lived with this for like a decade. Margaret Thatcher, who used to be our prime minister, she came out with a fantastic quote, which was, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it and i think that is so apt for what we are going through now and actually i've fought many bloody battles and i am damned if i'm going to give up because of covid but luckily for me i haven't had the battle that loads of other people have had and have going through and my heart goes out to them and i just hope that we can all get through this and live and enjoy each day and I think there's never a time to use that other saying live each day like it's your last what's your bucket list no one should have a bucket list because you're about to bloody die you have a bucket list and you start ticking that shit off quickly so I've got a list of about five things at the moment a bit sad I know but I need to increase that and it can be as simple as I need to build something in my garden and so I did it with a friend at a distance and I felt really proud of it because I do love a little bit of DIY but I can very rarely do it myself but I love to get my hands dirty when somebody else leads on that shit. It was really good that I could do it and I felt really excited. Anyway this is the first of many podcasts I hope that people will tune in and hear about some ramblings from my life that I will use as lessons to hopefully give you some knowledge and help. I didn't really want it to be this sad, which is about COVID, and it's really boring because we hear about it all the time. But I had to address the elephant in the room, and my thought and lesson is resilience. So let's see if we can all get a little bit more resilient with life. Let's use a bucket list, not for when we're about to um pop, but actually to do something. A little bit more exciting because I think if there's one thing we've learned during this period, you've had to pivot and learn and do different things. Just one small thing. I'm doing this podcast and my next door neighbor is a barrister, a young barrister. And very funnily, he started playing bass guitar and I would never in a month of Sunday seen this guy playing a bass guitar. And I'm about to buy a digital piano and I'm going to start playing. So, yeah this whole road that I'm on, we're going to form the Maple Band. Definitely. Take care.